You're listening to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. Hi, it's Vicky Midwood here, the alcohol addiction and disordered eating eliminator podcaster and author of my book, Thrive Not Strive. Now today is episode 22. I'm going to be doing 25 episodes in series one, folks, and then I'll be taking a little bit of a break before I hit series two. And in series two, I'm hoping to invite some guests onto my podcast. So you only have to suffer me on my own for a few more episodes. So what am I talking about victim mentality for? Well, here's the thing. It comes up quite a lot in, with my clients. And and it was something that I didn't really fully understand. Um, although I'd come across it actually with very close family members. Um, but just thought that they were not capable of making decisions or of actually looking after themselves um, because that particular person had a diagnosed mental issue. And so I didn't really understand that it was something that just normal people can actually feel. And I'm saying normal in inverted commas, and I know you can't see me, but what is normal? Who knows? Right? I don't, there isn't such a thing. Um, but people with victim mentality often become addicts or utilize food or drink, drugs, shopping, alcohol, whatever it happens to be, uh, gambling, to, to deal with feeling not good enough but to also deal with the fact that they don't necessarily feel able to manage their own life. And yet, this is where there's so much dissonance with this victim mentality idea. And yet it's actually serving them quite nicely because it gives them the reason, the justification, the excuse, whatever word you choose to use, to keep on doing what they're doing because they're telling themselves that they can't help it and it's not their fault. So what actually does victim mentality really mean? Well, people who who have this kind of mentality are convinced that life is not only beyond their control, but that it's it's kind of out to hurt them in some way. Um, so you might hear people like that saying, well, life's a bitch. Um, life gets you down and then it kills you. Those kinds of, of statements, like any obstacle that crops up, it's been done on purpose to somehow deliberately make life hard and hurt them. And this then results in them constantly blaming, pointing fingers and pity parties uh, that are fueled by pessimism and fear and anger. And those feelings, those feelings of fear and anger combined with not good enoughness and believing that somehow you are not in control of your own life are often the drivers for self-soothing or numbing with food or alcohol or both. Now, to be fair, we've all got times in our lives when we feel frustrated and annoyed and angry and we think you know, life's just not fair. But what we tend to do is we, we have a good old rant and a moan, right? We may we might even go on on Tinternet and and blast a post on uh, Instagram or Twitter. But then that's it. 
you know, it's kind of out of our system. Some of us might might have a good old chat with somebody and just get all of that shit out and, and, and we let it go. Or maybe if physically you you hit a punch bag or your pillow and or you you have a screaming pillow, which I'm just going to go off on a tangent here. And I was I was reading about screaming pillows. What a fantastic idea! I love it. You literally have give yourself time during the day if you if you feel you need it, especially if you're working in a stressful job and you feel like you're being pushed from pillar to post and and you know always watching the clock. You can just literally pick up your pillow and just scream into that pillow as loud as you like and um i just had to try it obviously as i do because for those of you who know me everything that i do everything that i do for myself and with um, any clients that i work with is invite myself and them to always come from a place of curiosity so of course i have to find out because you don't know until you have a go uh it's great fun absolutely loved it and yes it does really make you feel better so it's gonna add it's going to be added to my list of um, stress relieving tactics and tools that I give out to my clients. But as I say, I digress. So we do that. We either punch, punch or scream into a pillow or a punch bag. Uh, maybe, maybe we journal on it and then we get on with our lives, don't we? We don't sit and dwell and go over it and over it and over it in our heads, replaying the conversation wondering why we didn't say things differently, blaming the other person for judging us in what they were saying and so forth. And what all that does is just keep you stuck in problems and struggles. And that is the stuff that we absolutely use upon because we we never get a sense of calm and a sense of peace and a sense of serenity if we're if there's always something that we're looking to blame or someone that we're looking to blame for our lives not being the way that we decided that they ought to be. Now that could go on for a whole other discussion when I look at what we think we ought to be and what we're deciding to be because what a lot of people who struggle with victim mentality do is give themselves unrealistic expectations but crucially they also have massively unrealistic expectations of others and you actually have to get quite practiced and skilled at staying in this victim mentality now, I, I really struggle to do it. I, I can't, I, it's why it struggle, but that's probably why I struggle to actually understand it because I find it really, really hard to stay stuck in a problem. My, my kind of default, if you like, is to look for solutions. Now, that being said, when I look back upon my story and my history, I was actually stuck in that victim thinking. And, and this is why it kind of is a double-edged sword because I didn't realize that that's what was going on at the time. What we know is this kind of thought process, we're not born with it. Nobody is born with that victim mentality. We, the, we they, I acquired it over time. And it's usually picked up as a child through being a victim of, of mental, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, or simply by observing and of adopting the kind of unhealthy victim mentality that you see being exhibited by one or more of your family members. And as, as you know, those of you who listen to um, any of my podcasts, between the ages of 0 and 7, we are like little sponges. We take in everything. 
even the stuff that we don't even know we've taken in. And I'm sure you've done it many times in your life where something's popped into your head and you've known the answer to something and you kind of go, well, how do I even know that I know that? But somehow, because it's in the depths of your brain. And so we pick up this stuff on a subconscious level. And then we utilize it as a kid because usually it keeps us safe. Um, and it helps us to oh, maybe get some kind of attention from other people. Maybe it gets other people to feel sorry for us. Um, and it means that people are less likely to criticize or upset us if we as a child are in that kind of victim mentality. The problem is we then continue it into adulthood and this is where again it's a double-edged sword because for those of you who like me wanted to change but didn't know how to do it, it keeps you stuck and it also has lots of benefits. It's quite powerful it sort of has some perks or, or some rewards and so you we can kind of understand why people want to keep it going because you're more likely to get what you want if you have that victim mentality you feel interesting because you get to tell people all of your woe is me stories a lot of people with victim mentality always feel like they're not bored because there's always drama going on. There's always something to focus on. There's always something happening. And you almost get to avoid bypassing anger and stuff because you're too busy feeling sad or upset or betrayed or let down. And so oftentimes anger and, and those kind of emotions where you definitely feel a little bit more out of control are not something that you feel not very often anyway. You also feel that when people are less critical of you, it means that you can, in some kind of weirdy way, have a bit of power over them. Because if you play that victim card, they're gonna feel sorry for you. It's likely that they're gonna ask you, what's the matter? They're gonna give you a lot of attention uh, and therefore they're gonna be nice to you. But what it actually means is that you avoid responsibility. You get to feel kind of righteously sad and persecuted and that means you can become an absolute brilliant manipulator of people. And this is where oftentimes people with victim mentality end up in codependent relationships with other victims and they can become both the enabler and the abuser and you can both get stuck in this crazy power play where neither of you is growing or changing or moving forward. Now, if you're wondering if you are somebody who is, who is sort of playing this victim role, even though it's unconsciously, here are uh, some kind of signs that might give you a clue. And, and I know that, you know, I definitely did these things when I was in my both bulimic and in my alcohol um, days, without a shadow of a doubt. So if you want to um, if you want to grab a pen and paper, feel free. I'm going to give you some signs that you might want to kind of just go, oh, yeah. You're constantly blaming other people or situations for you feeling miserable. You possess a life-is-against-me philosophy. You see your problems as catastrophes 
and you blow them out of all proportion. So something's not just, you know, one of those things. It's just like, it's disastrous. It's the end of the world. You think that other people are deliberately trying to hurt you. You keep relieving past painful memories that made you feel like a victim. So if nothing's happening at the moment that is actually making you feel like a victim, you're going to just remember stuff that's happened in the past so you can continue and stay in that familiar thought process. Maybe this is you, and I know there's quite a lot of people who, um, who I work with definitely do this. When things go right, you can find something to complain about. You refuse to consider other perspectives when talking about your problems. And you feel powerless and able to cope effectively with a problem or with life in general. You're always asking for other people's opinion. You feel attacked when you're given constructive criticism. Now, that's a big one for a lot of the people that I help, is that any kind of constructive criticism is taken so personally that they really do feel like the, the person is out to get them and attacking them. You also believe that everyone's better off than you are. And yet, although you say you don't like it and life's not fair, you actually quite enjoy feeling sorry for yourself. You definitely believe that you're not responsible for what happens in your life. Other people are, or circumstances. And here's the thing. You tend to attract people like you who complain and blame and feel victimized by life, which means that you have a habit of blaming and attacking and accusing those people who love you for how you feel which makes relationships heck challenging. You also feel powerless to change your circumstances. And this is really big for so many of, of the people that I come across and, and help, is you're constantly putting yourself down. And yet, on the other hand, you tend to want to up one on people when it comes to sharing your traumatic experiences. So you kind of want to feed your ego by telling people just how bad your situation was. So if they tell you something awful that happened to them, you, you've got to outdo them. And why are you doing this? Well, it's a bizarre way of trying to make yourself feel better than, right? But actually, all it does do is kind of help you to remember that you are powerless to change things. Now, the problem with all of that is that if you don't believe you're responsible for your own happiness and that you're powerless, that you're never good enough, no matter what you do, then there's no point in you even trying, is there? There's no point in you trying new things and, and trying to change your behaviours because it's not going to work out because it never does. And nobody's going to notice anyway, so, so why bother? And so this is often why people keep on binge eating, even though in a logical light of day moment, if you like, people say they want to stop. It's why people drink it to blackout, even when they know they've got a health issue and it literally is, it's killing them. Or if it's causing them pain, if you've, got, if you've got gut issues or liver problems that you absolutely know are being caused by your drinking, you feel that you are compelled to keep on hurting yourself because what this all boils down to is that you don't feel worth 
bothering about. But life is out to get you, so what's the point anyway? So what can you do about it? Well, here's the thing. You can change those circumstances and you can change the people that you are hanging out with. We need to actually, though, look at what are your beliefs and ask yourself, are they even true? Or, as I said, are they things that I've picked up as a kid that I needed to utilise to help me to feel safe away from my abusers, whether it was mental, physical or emotional? Or have I just learnt it from watching other people in my family be victims? You want to then change your identity from victim to survivor. Because if you're a survivor, you can't think that the world's out to get you. You are going to want to thrive and do things differently. Practicing gratitude is massive if you want to stop being in this victim mentality. Because if you just allow yourself to pick up on the smallest things that you were grateful for, it is going to begin to shift your thought process. The other thing that people who are in victim mentality, who feel that they're not worth anything and that life's out to get them and so are the people, is they don't take care of themselves. Why? Well, because you think it's up to somebody else to do it. So if you can start to take baby steps to looking after yourself, that equals taking baby steps to taking responsibility for your life and who you are. Those little baby steps are going to help you to be able to get out of this victim mentality, which then means that you should be able to have the courage and the evidence that just maybe, just possibly, you can stop using alcohol and drugs to help you to numb out, to stop using food to fill that hole and to start discovering what actually lights you up, what actually does give you joy. And the things in life that can be fun just because you have chosen to stop being a victim. And if you know that it's you, or it's somebody who you're living with, or somebody who you love in the family who is behaving like this, then I highly suggest that you maybe point them in the direction of a counsellor or a therapist or somebody who can actually help them to shift that thinking and to start looking at keeping a gratitude journal or just beginning to notice that life is actually not all bad. And if they are ready to change their narrative and therefore change their thoughts, they absolutely have the power to change how life feels for them. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope that's been helpful to some of you. If it has, I'd love you to get in touch with me. Maybe leave a comment about this podcast. Maybe share it with somebody who you feel it might resonate with. Whatever you do, please do look after you. You only have one life. We have one body and you are responsible for it. Start to enjoy taking that responsibility because life is meant to be fun. Thanks for listening. <laughs>